The Drive Home with Kenton Dick on Mix 96. You know what? I thought for sure climbing out of there I was going to have broken ribs and all sorts of stuff. And everything felt terrible in the, in the moment. And But like the next day... I mean, other than the fact that I woke up more sore than I've ever been in my life, I didn't have I didn't have any broken ribs. I didn't have any broken bones. I have I got about as lucky as you can be in that situation. Doesn't matter if your job is a good job or a bad job. Sometimes you have a bad day at work, and that's what we're talking about today. The moments and the days where everything goes comically wrong. That was Jeremy Platt. We're going to hear from him in just a few moments. But first, joining me is Oralee Fraze, one of my uh, former coworkers back when I worked at McDonald's in high school. And Oralee, you were actually my boss back then, right? Yes, I, was, I think I was shift manager at the time. Okay, because I want to hear it from you rather than me. Tell me about my first day at work. So on Kenton's very first day at work, uh, he was in the middle of doing, like, reading and training, and a, a child had uh, had an accident at play structure. And uh, uh, Kenton, being very small... At the time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I, five I sent feet him tall. In, in a garbage bag suit to have him clean it up for me. <laughs> and when we say accident, let's be very clear here: a child peed in the play structure. Yes. <laughs> so that was my first day at work at McDonald's. Did you expect me to ever come back? Uh, not a hundred percent sure, but I was hoping you would, <laughs> and you did. <laughs> and then worked there for three more years, and every day after that was a better day at work than that one. <laughs> You know, start you off on the, the lowest part and, you know, always goes, goes up from there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Thank you for uh, reminding me of that story, Orly. Yeah, no problem. So with that in mind, we are kicking off a conversation about our worst days at work. And I'm joined by a very good friend of mine and actually another former co-worker, Jeremy Plett, used to work on the dairy farm with him. However, Jeremy, the story you're about to tell, one of your worst days at work, this is after we were no longer working together. Tell me what happened. Uh, had a bit of an experience with a bit of a rowdy bull. So, um, we were working in a pen with a bunch of, uh, young heifers and uh-huh. there was a bull in there sure. and, and, uh, with bulls, you kind of got to keep your eye on them at all the time. Especially they, Holstein bulls. Yeah. Holstein bulls, they're pretty nasty creatures and they're the, pretty territorial. They, they want to, well, they want to kill you really. You got to keep your eye on them because once you turn your back on them is when they start getting really worked up. So. I was working, and he hadn't been much of a problem lately, and all of a sudden I, I kind of got caught up with trying to find a certain cow in the group, and then all of a sudden I just got hammered from behind by this bull. He had headbutted me and then had thrown me in the air. I was wearing I was wearing uh, a set of Crocs, and he actually had uh, thrown me right out of the Crocs <laughs> and tore the straps out of the back of the Crocs. <laughs> oh, that's so, so comical. It's so perfect. It was. It felt like a bit of like a cartoon. But then, you know, you're trying to get away from him, and you're crawling around underneath cows, and he keeps chasing you around and stomping on you, and eventually I had to call for help for someone to come get him off me. But he had yeah, he had jumped on me a couple times and had smashed me up against a fence. Eventually, people had come and chased him off me, but I was, uh, at that point, I was already pretty sore. Well, so, I mean, it's a few thousand pounds. It's a full-on bull. They're very dangerous. It's something that you got to be careful of when you're working on a farm, for sure. Oh, but, my goodness. So, any, yeah, any, any lasting injuries on that one? You know what? I thought for sure climbing out of there, I was going to have broken ribs and all sorts of stuff, and everything felt terrible in the, in the moment. And but like the next day, I mean, other than the fact that I woke up more sore than I've ever been in my life, <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have any broken ribs, I didn't have any broken bones. I have I got about as lucky as you can be in that situation. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that didn't stop there. You had a couple other things happen to you that same. Oh day. yeah, that was that was the start of the day. Uh, <laughs> Like we were moving, we were moving animals around the yard. So we had to finish loading them in the trailer. And while we were pushing the last heifer in the trailer, 
my brother was quickly trying to get the door shut, but I was still kind of in the way, so he slammed this livestock trailer door right on me. <laughs> That's <laughs> later in the same day. Yeah, that yeah. was that was later in the same day, and then I also got clubbed by a shovel as well that same day too from my other brother. So it was it was uh, it was a day that's for sure. One to forget. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of, because we ha- we have to touch on it because that that's like probably one of the worst days on the farm ever, except for one other day that we actually happened to be working together that was uh, uh, similarly bad. Tell me a little bit about May fourth, way back in the day. Well, May fourth. What year was that? That was. 2013 maybe 13 12? i think i don't remember yeah i think it was 13 uh we had a barn fire me and you had been working that morning and we had done our chores and we finished you you start chores at like 4 30 in the morning and then you finish we finished them around nine and we had just kind of gone home to sleep and all of a sudden i got a call from our neighbors and they were like your barn's on fire and and we came running back to the farm and yeah the whole barn had burnt down that day so that was I guess that would have been a worse day. I didn't sustain as many injuries that day, right. but but the farm definitely was hurt was hurting a little bit more that day. Yeah, and I was sleeping. I slept through all of those same phone calls and same texts, yeah. and I woke up like an hour and a half after the barn was already gone. Yeah, to we my were phone, to get a hold of you, texting you, completely lit up. I had been called and texted by everybody. <laughs> And I didn't quite believe it. I thought maybe it was a joke. So then I went and looked at Steinbeck online, and nope, there was a, a huge barn fire. So that confirmed yeah. for me. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, that was, uh, that was a day. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for chatting, Jer. No problem, man. Take care. Have a good one. Up next, from Big Smoke Barbecue, Smokehouse and Grill. That's the full name. I'm joined by Bridget. Bridget, tell me about your worst day. Hi, Kenton. So it was probably our first week open here in Steinbeck, like after we made the move from, uh, from Grunthal. Right. And... Um, we're really big on making sure our deep fryers are clean, so we strain or change every day. So between Rob and I, we were both straining and changing and getting everything ready for lunch online. And I turned around and said, okay, this one's done, meeting our third deep fryer. And he starts pouring in this oil that's going all over the floor because, of course, I forgot to close the valve. So <laughs> we were trying to get through lunch with probably about four liters of oil on the floor by the time we realized that it was just going on the floor. So it was literally just pouring in and pouring straight out onto yeah, the floor. Yeah, could have just started pouring it on the floor, not even through the deep fryer. Oh, what a mess uh, to clean up. And we had uh, the copious amounts of paper towel, which are just the the brown paper towel, not super absorbent. So I mean, no. we're just trying to make dikes around, <laughs> around everything so that we could still kind of work. And then we, yeah, it was not a great afternoon. Trying to... Trying to build dikes in your kitchen yeah, to hold with, back the oil. Yeah, with brown paper towel, and we were like, oh, salt work. So we were like, you know, you would think we were <laughs> warding off demons. We had salt <laughs> around the dikes. It is quite comical now that we think back on it, but at the time, we were so mad. Yeah, one of the worst days ever. Yeah, I, I would have to say that's probably the worst day that we've had here in Steinbach so far, and it's <laughs> our fault. So, Well, you know what? Let's cheers to that never happening again and to you never having a worse day. Yeah, we always, it's like when you have to cut a piece of wood or something, you always measure twice, cut once. Yep. Now we always check that valve twice and only pour it once. That's it. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing, Bridget. You're welcome, Kevin. <laughs> have a good day. Bye. And I figured we had to have at least one person from here at the radio station share their story. So I went to Shannon Duick from the Steinbeck Online Newsroom, who's worked in the newsroom for 20 years now. Bound to have some great stories. Shannon, tell me about one of or your worst day here at uh, here at the station. Oh, Kenton, this goes back many years. I'm going to guess this goes back uh, 15, maybe even 20 years. And uh, this was back in the days when, like, remember those days when, 
when you were kind of feeling sick and you were still allowed to come to work when you were, when you were <laughs> yeah. feeling sick. Oh, <laughs> so was, long ago. This goes back to those days. I was feeling a little ill one morning, still decided to come to work, and I was uh, on duty of reading news that day. The sickness I had, I, I, I had a stomach flu, right? And you know how when you're when you got a stomach flu, the last thing you want to do is be talking or doing anything like that because it just it just kind of makes it worse. Best case scenario, you want to be like lying in bed for that day. But if you have to be in public, like just don't talk to me, right? Well, I'm reading a newscast and I can sense that probably like a minute or 90 seconds into the newscast, um, <laughs> all of this talking is not is not helping the situation one bit. <laughs> and I did everything possible to to keep down my breakfast uh for that newscast, but I knew as soon as I signed off, I was heading straight to the can and getting rid of everything I'd eaten in the last 12 hours. <laughs> and the thing is, then we go into national news, but you're right back on after that. I'm supposed to be hey, right back right. on, but I am clutching the, the, the throne in the, in, in, in the washroom. <laughs> Exactly when I'm supposed to re be reading uh, the, the local forecast. A little bit of dead air while you're in the washroom. <laughs> yep, yep. I think I went home right after that. But yeah. those are the days. Those days have come and gone. Yeah, that is. Uh, whew, yeah, well, you'll be staying at home next time you got a stomach flu. Exactly. Thanks for that, Shannon. I'm joined by Chris Finanton. Chris, uh, we're talking about our worst days at work, or at least. Some days that stand out as being comically bad. Something happened that we kind of find enjoyable. Tell me about one or two of your worst days at work in your many different jobs you've had over the years. <laughs> I used to work in a chicken processing plant. I'm not going to say which uh, chicken processing plant <laughs> this is, but I, I'm not. I'm going to let your listeners uh, guess which one. So I worked in production, okay. and I was packing chicken wings on styrofoam trays. Okay, sure, yeah. So you might think to yourself, because I certainly thought to myself, like how hard could that be, right? Just yeah. arranging chicken wings on a tray. Well, it turns out it takes skill and a lot of hand-eye coordination. <laughs> um, so imagine eight or ten people, you're lined up in a production line, okay, and there's a styrofoam tray like being passed down that line. So each of you have to arrange like two or four chicken wings on that tray as it gets to you. But uh, you can't just plop them on the tray. It has to be arranged in a certain way. So the challenge is the chicken wings are moving on a conveyor belt in front of you. They're moving. Yeah. And you have to be quick enough to spot the right wings from the left, grab them, and then put them on your tray. So that's where all that hand-eye coordination comes in. So, on my first day, uh, you can imagine me, I was like a toddler grabbing chicken wings. And then I tried to putting them together like they were Tetris blocks. And then arranging them on a tray before I can pass it down to the coworker next to me. Yeah. And I had to do that at the right speed because we're a production line. That's right. And they're trying to keep up with the veterans over here who've been doing this for years. Exactly. I, I'm the newbie on the line. So, being new, it was a lot of trial and error yeah. before I got the hang of it. You also have to realize that the chicken wings are ice cold. So when you're holding them, it's really challenging because um, no, it's it's hard to just hold on to them and then wait for the tray and then arrange them and all that. So needless to say, there were a lot of pieces that wound up on the production floor and it had they had to be discarded, of course. So of course, I was holding up the line then, 
So what my supervisor did was to transfer me <laughs> to another department. And that department happened to be where young turkeys are put in boxes. Yeah. So there were no conveyor belts there. So there's no challenge of, you know, just keeping track of them. And the turkeys, the turkeys themselves, were not as cold. They're not ice cold like the chicken wings that I was handling previously. So, so silly me, I thought that was going to be my happy place for that day. But then young turkeys, you've seen them, right, in the grocery yeah. store. So on average, they're around like six to eight pounds. Yeah, which doesn't sound like a lot. doesn't sound like a lot. But imagine if you're handling like skins of those. Like probably one skin there would be like 24 yeah. Young turkeys, you put them in boxes. So what happened was, after 10 minutes, so that's around probably 48 young turkeys that I lifted and put on a box. That's when I realized that I couldn't keep this up. My coworker actually noticed that I'm in trouble because I stopped chatting with her. So I had to put on a brave face, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's, I'm the new guy. So I just I just powered through, and then I was able to help out packaging like around five skids. So this I don't know what the number is, and then this forklift comes over, drop ten more skids <laughs> of young turkeys to box. So what happened? I just gave the I just gave the lead hand that look, and it's like she read my mind, and then she told me after the break. Go ask your supervisor to put you back on the tray packing line. So, <laughs> so you got, you went back to packing to packing wings. Yeah, yeah. That, that was actually the better area. <laughs> Six to eight pounds. You have to lift that repeatedly. That's oh. just for like a portion of a day. <laughs> you must have been exhausted the next day. That was a day from hell. So when I got home, my arms and shoulders were aching. You know, from lifting all those turkeys in the boxes. I was woozy from watching chicken wings go by me on a conveyor belt. And also I had sore forearms, sore forearms. Yeah. You know why? Because my coworkers on the tray packing line, that's where they kept elbowing me to speed up my back. <laughs> so to this day, to this day, I think I made company history for crossing the lowest production of chicken wings on the tray. <laughs> did did you go back to work the next day, or did you think I uh, this isn't for me? No, I actually went back the oh, next good. day because that was my first job. Okay, good. That was my first job, and I I spent like two months working there until they they finally caught on. Like this is not the right place for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> please, my walking papers. Please take your talents elsewhere. <laughs> and this also actually has a sequel. Uh, like five years afterward, but that's a story for another day. That's a story for another and it day. It also involves chickens. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for chatting, Chris. What a story! What a saga! A full <laughs> terrible day, beginning to end. Nice. Yeah. So next time you see chicken wings on a tray, yeah, don't take them for granted because the people who pack them on those trays, they're very skilled. <laughs> that's the lesson here. <laughs> A little bit, a little positivity to wrap that up. Yes, yes. Alan Fair, we are talking about our worst days at work. And Alan, I know you've had a number of jobs over the years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Tell me about a day that was maybe standout bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like 
oh, people in the service industry, we just gotta, <laughs> we always, just by default, whenever we have slack to cut them, we've got to cut them that slack because they put up with a lot of stuff, right? And especially yeah. like when you're in a hotel setting, there's so much going on. Uh, and when you work in the front desk, odds are if, you're, if your guest is having a problem, it's not directly your fault, but you know that you're the one who has to deal with that problem and make some solutions. Uh, that's that's just a given for for being part of the front desk hotel team. Yes, the service so, industry yeah. and the retail industry. You gotta you gotta feel yeah. bad for those folks. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> right. So yeah, you see all kinds of things. Whether it's like and accidentally naked people in the elevator or kids <laughs> shoving pool towels into the water slide jets or, but uh, yeah, but uh, one that really stands out was the one time. When, when someone calls down to the front desk and tells you that they need a plunger, uh-huh. um, it's it's one of those situations where fifty percent of the time you bring that plunger to the hotel room and the guest is so mortified that they're asking for this kind of help, they just like open the door a crack and grab the plunger and slam it in your face, and you are <laughs> okay with that. That is absolutely <laughs> a okay. But half of the time. No, no, they just, uh, they need, they're not going to do this, so here you go, right? So <laughs> I remember this one time I was working at uh, Super 8 and sure. go up there and he opens the door wide and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to fix this for you because you know what, we really do value you. Yeah, so I went into the bathroom and whoo, yeah, he, um, <laughs> that, he, he it, it needed plunging, absolutely. He destroyed right? the place. And, yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a scene, but uh, I'm here. I'm going to take care of this, right? And so, like typically, you know, you just you know make chit chat. You try to alleviate the guests' uh, discomfort as much as you can. But oh, so I'm like plunging away, trying to make chit chat, and like uh, I'm keeping a really positive demeanor. But at the same time, like my stomach is betraying me because <laughs> I, it's trying to dry heave on me here. So I'm just like, <laughs> you know, just like, oh yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, don't worry about it. This happens all, all the, the time. time. Oh, boy. Yeah, when we bought the hotel, we found out that they used really small pipes. But just like, and it's like, I'm trying, but I'm not tricking him. He knows how hard this is. And he's feeling really bad. He's really not much I can do about it. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Well, what is it called when. Uh, when you just, like, plaster on that grin yeah. that is really fa- – I can't remember what the phrase is for that. but There is a phrase, and it's, it's <laughs> remarkably applicable here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, yep. you do what you got to, to make a difference in someone's day. Absolutely. And you are a good worker, so you do your job. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Thank it's you. not his fault. Thank you for sharing that day with us, Alan. Hey, it's it's my pleasure to share that with anyone who wants to hear about it. <laughs> uh, so thanks for chatting, Alan. Hey, my pleasure, Kenton. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>